They've been carting water, feeding sheep, and chopper pilots don't get much sleep. We won't forget this smoky, long, hot summer. The family's scattered all around Oz, but that don't matter on Sunday, because we're all together, Australians, on we Sunday are. morning. That's the story. I start my week with Macca on Sunday morning. Good morning. Welcome to the program. Uh, on the program this morning, all sorts of things. We'll take you to Iraq and Afghanistan and all around the place uh, this morning. Uh, there will be an AM special, I think, at 8 o'clock, but um, we'll be back at 8.30. Um, Ruth says, because we were talking about this earlier this morning, Ruth says, Ruth Arts, she says, rabbits are breeding nonstop in O'Connell have spent a fortune trying to reduce the numbers, not happy with the ring barking they do. I have an extensive garden, which I spend my all my time in. Keeps me sane from the troubles of the world, of course. That's what a garden's about, because it takes your mind off everything else. I've got a garden like that, Ruth, and it's growing and growing and growing and growing. <coughs> Excuse me. Marilyn says, from my mother's autograph book, it's easy enough to be pleasant when life goes along like a song, but the person worthwhile is the one who will smile when everything is going wrong. Isn't that nice? Marilyn says, Marilyn's from Ackland in Queensland. You'll find that on your maps, I think, if, it's still, if it still registers on maps. Let's show our New Zealand partners of Anzac that we are thinking of them in their darkest days. Yeah, Anzac is more lasting an event over 100 years later, but it's also an ongoing example of friendship and support. Be part of Anzac Day at Ackland, 10 a.m. in the park. See, look, look at the, the, the years just going, going, going. It'll be Anzac Day around, well, Easter soon, and then Anzac Day around the corner. Look, uh, our number this morning is 1300. Give us a ring. What are you up to? 1300 700 222. Wherever you are, around Australia, all over the world. Sarah rang this morning. She's doing a six year, six year, six hour swim. She's the girl that's training to swim the English Channel. She said she saw a stingray one time. She does these four-hour, two-hour, four-hour, six-hour. She's doing a six-hour swim today near Sandringham at Half Moon. I think it's called Half Moon Bay. She said she saw a a ray that's huge, huge ray with the, with the young one with it. But the huge ray. They're beautiful things, aren't they, stingrays? And that's those stealth bombers that taken, they've taken the – everything's in nature, see? The stealth bombers sort of look like the rays. That's how they are. Shoo. Just go, wow. Um, yeah, 1300 700 triple two. Love to talk to you wherever you are. Uh, g'day, this is Macca. Yeah, Macca. Yep. Yeah, Robbie Miller here. How you going? Good, thanks, Robbie. Where are you? In the Nullarbor Roadhouse. Oh, we should all be there, Robbie. Well, I bet it's nice there this morning. Yeah, about 17, I think. Yeah, I just got out of bed. <laughs> bit overcast. Yeah. A bit foggy during the night. It's pretty good. What are you, no, doing? What are you doing, Robbie? Trucking. Trucking mm. a bit of wine, Adelaide. From from uh, west, yeah. I just done a change over here yesterday afternoon, so I stayed the night. And then what? You you head back to west again, uh, do you? No, I head back to Adelaide today. I see. And then, uh, so where do you live, Robbie? I live in Moffatvale. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. No rabbits out here. Nothing out here. No kangaroos. No rabbits. No nothing. No kangaroos. No. I've seen about two or three kangaroos. That's all I've seen. Gee, that's unusual. Hmm. Busy out here, plenty of wide loads going east. Is there? Yeah. So, so you, and you've been busy, Robbie? Yeah, I just I've been retired. I just do a bit of casual work now and again, you know, just 
Jeg kunne sådan få det samme til dig. Aha. Yeah, it's nice to be out there. It's a lovely place, a lovely part of, of the world out there, and it's quiet. And yeah, when you get up in the morning, like you're doing now, it's just nice to wander about and have a think and look at the stars and all that sort of stuff. I like doing that. It's trying to rain, but haven't had very much, you know. So. Well, there's a bit of rain around, but whether it gets down to you, although I think it, I think it will. According to a weatherman, it's getting going to get to South Australia. This is either from Veronica or from Trevor, one of the two, the two, um, the terrible twins. Yeah, yeah, it's coming down from the west, coming from up north. So. Yeah. But as I said this morning, you can't call it, you can't call a cyclone Trevor. I mean, it just doesn't sound, <laughs> it doesn't sound ominous enough, does it, Trevor? Trevor sounds, call, sounds sort of benign, doesn't it? Should have called it Macca. <laughs> oh, thanks very much. That's all right. <laughs> all right, Robbie, good on you. Nice to talk right, to you. See, See you later. Bye. See you, bye. Uh, 1300 700 triple two. G'day, this is Macca. Oh, g'day, Naka. It's Anne calling. Hi, Anne. Uh, I'm out in Centennial Park and I'm jogging at the moment, so I hope you can hear me okay. I can. Yeah, I heard the lady talk about swimming the English Channel. It's always been a bit of a dream of mine, but in my old age, I won't call it old age, but um, I've taken up distance running and I'm off to run the London Marathon in a few weeks' time. So I thought I'd just ring in and tell you that. Um... And um, that's. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, I I I don't know how old you are, and I won't ask because you don't ask a woman how old. But you said you. I can't tell you because I'm I'm seventy three, Mecca. You're kidding me. No, I'm not kidding you. I and started running six years ago. Six years ago. Yeah, only six years ago. I was getting a bit fat for an oldie, and um, I thought, oh, I don't want an old age, you know, facing those. Nasty health challenges like diabetes and hypertension, all that stuff. And so I went on a weight management program. Consequently, took up a bit of jogging. Fell in love with it. And uh, I've now completed. London will be my eighth marathon. And um, I've completed two internationals, Boston and New York, and a couple of Melbourne, a couple on the Gold Coast. Oh, Macca, I just absolutely love it. But I wanted to tell you that I love your program. I grew up in the bush as a little kid, out near Longridge, and when I'm out running, I always have you, I'm always listening to you on a Sunday morning, because that's when I do my long runs. So I just want to say thank you, really, Matt. I think the program's great, and it takes me right back to a childhood every time. Thank you. Well, and I think you're fantastic. I mean, I just wish I could do what you, you do. I mean, I just... I mean, it's just a dream of mine to be fit, but I just, I don't think I ever will. I mean, because I've sit here all morning for a start, so, um, but, uh, yeah, so how how far do you run this morning, for example? How how long? This morning is a shorter run. I'll run about 22 kilometres, and then next week I'll do a longer one. I'll do a four-hour run next week and hope, up, hope to get up to about 32, 33 kilometres. And, and the marathon is what, 42, is it? Is it 42 k? 42, yep, yep, you got it. Yeah, 42.2. And, and are you in, is, it, is this a special marathon, um, should I say, for oldies, or are you just in the, the marathon, it's just, you're, you're there? No, it's just a, just a big London marathon. When I retired, I'm a retired professor of music, and I must tell you one other thing. long time ago, you were kind enough to play a little piece I'd written called Song of the Rain, and um, it's like a little rain song uh, based on the place names of Australia. Sung, I think, in your, the version you had by the Hong Kong Children's Choir. 
Wow. Um, yeah, and I've always needed to say thank you for that too. But that's like oh, a long time ago. Long, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I find this is a lovely, lovely call to be, and, and thanks, for, thanks for ringing us. Um, gee, um, yeah, so the, when, the London Marathon is when? In a couple of months, is it? Yeah, it's in a month's time. April the 28th. Yeah, well, you should you should hook up with Sarah, who's down at Sandringham. She does a six-hour swim today. Um. Yeah, that's what I heard, and I thought, oh wow, that is so awesome. Well, she, I'd love to be able to do that. Yeah, well, she sees stingrays and stuff like that along, along the way. What do you what do you see on the way? Uh, you must bump into lots of people when you when you're running like you do. Yeah, well, I'm in beautiful Centennial Park. Gosh, this is a lovely park, Macca. We should really treasure it. There's a beautiful dawn coming in the eastern sky, just on past my daughter and another group of brothers going in the opposite direction, much faster than I can run. So, yeah, there's lots, lots happening out here. But the other thing I wanted to say, Malcolm, was how brilliant running is for health. And anyone can do it. If I can do it, seriously, anyone can do it. Just a matter of commitment, enjoyment and getting out there. Now, were you, one foot after the other. were you a runner when you were a kid? I mean, did, were you a good runner at, at school or something like no, that? No, I was hopeless. Absolutely hopeless. <laughs> I was the slowest kid in the class. <laughs> I spent more time playing the flute and uh, looking out windows and dreaming music and sitting at desks all my life. So, no, no. I love swimming. That's why, I'm, that's why I was inspired by the lady who's doing the English Channel. And, you know, you little kid out in the back... Out in the long you don't get many places to swim. No. But, um, but uh, my mum, I separated from mum when I was a very little kid, and mum used to bring us down for holidays, always by the beach, usually somewhere near Sydney or in Sydney. And um, I loved, I fell in love with the water for that reason. Just passed another group of old runners, another fella there who's 70, who's out there. Getting ready for the Gold Coast Marathon. Wow, all, all these runners out there. I can't believe it. You're an inspiration, Anne. I'll have to meet you sometime between now and uh, when you go to London for the marathon. Oh, man, I'd be honoured. I love your work. <laughs> and I think you're a bit of a songwriter yourself. Oh, yeah. And I love the, And I always enjoy the music you play on your show. And if you're lazy to me, that's a compliment. Because I don't like a lot, a lot of, <laughs> you know, non-classical music. Good on you, Anne. Great to talk to you. Good luck, and we'll we'll keep in touch. Thanks. Thanks for the great work you do on the program. Thanks, Anne. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. How about that? This uh, from Brian Gibson. It's an email. He says, Hi, Ian. I'm a member of the ex-Special Forces Reserve Soldiers from the 60s and 70s called Operation Pilgrimage. Operation Pilgrimage Group. We've instigated and completed many projects over the last 26 years, including circumnavigation of Australia in a rubber ducky in 2001. How good would that be? How good, kids? What am, I can't get over Anne in Centennial Park. I used to be a professor of music and I'm 73 and I'm running in the London. I can't believe it. How inspirational this is. Anyway, anyway, back to Brian Gibson's email. Um, we've raised 238000 for prostate cancer research just by the by. And we've been concerned about the number of young vets from Iraq and Afghanistan who have taken their own lives after returning to Australia. They seem to be facing a brick wall in trying to assimilate back into Civvy Street, says Brian Gibson. I thought that was we should talk about that. Brian Gibson's my guest this morning. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. How are you? 
good. Thanks you, for having me on. That's a pleasure. You haven't run here this morning, have you? Did you? Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't run for a few years now. No. no. Well, she just started six years. So she started when she's 68. So it's not too late for anyone, really. No. And she's 73. And, she's, and didn't she say, John, she's run in six marathons or something since she started running? I mean... She's a better woman than I am. I, I did a few of the city to surfs. Did but, you? You know, when I was in the, my 40s, but yeah. <laughs> no marathon. There you go. Tell me about Operation Pilgrimage Group, uh, yes. Brian. Um, well, uh, we've served in one commando, mm. reserve uh, forces, mm. in the 60s and 70s. And uh, in 1992, one of our mates, Alan Miles, he decided that we shouldn't be sitting around on our bums. We should be getting out and doing something. So he decided to form this group and to uh, go around doing things that were important to us, mm. you know, checking out uh, the old explorers' routes that they travelled down rivers, um, looking for World War II planes up in Queensland that have crashed. Um, wow. the, the big project, that one, 2001, uh, that raised... Uh, this is going around Australia in the rubber ducky. In the rubber ducky, yeah. yeah. Six of them did that, and yeah. obviously they called in at ports on yeah. the way, Yeah, and they arranged civic receptions at town halls, RSLs, That'd and people pledged money yeah. to the prostate cancer research. Which way did you go, go around Australia? They went up up Queensland up, and around Across the that top way. and down the thing and yes. across the Great Australian Bite. Yeah. Wow. And, and uh, that was the hairy part, apparently. Yeah. Oh, tells you, me, d- you didn't go on it? I didn't go on that one, no. no you um, weren't available that People day. went a couple of legs, <laughs> the easy legs, but yeah. there was uh, virtually six that were full-time two in a land party, yeah. and then they'd swap over. That's an amazing thing to do, yeah. isn't it? And, uh, yeah, and around the bottom of uh, Australia there, they got in a couple of hairy situations there. They oh, were I bet. glad to get out of. They they got into um, uh, Esperance and down around that way. When they come around underneath there, there's a lot of sort of rocky islands and big storm. And yeah, so Great that, Southern Ocean that, can yeah, be wild. That was pretty yeah, bad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so our main concern is that when these young blokes are coming back now from um, Iraq and Afghanistan, um, there's been 41 brave men killed in action, but there's a further um, 163 blokes in the last two years that have taken their own lives. You know? You're kidding me. That's right. And they, um, the different um, things that affect them over there, like some have got the um, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, but we feel that Basically, if they can get back into the workforce, it puts up their self-esteem and they've got something to do, you know. Of um, course. A lot of them have formed little groups themselves because they relate to their, you know, they're the only people that really know what happened to them and they can relate to each other. But a lot of them tend to be a bit insular and they go away maybe in the bush and, and stay there. They don't sort of get back into the normal, you know, uh, life that we lead. Hmm. And um, what we wanted to do was um, make the public aware, um, just like the the government ran one recently called uh, Thanks for Your Service. Mm. Um, And that was sort of a similar thing to if you see a bloke that you know that's come back, you know, just go and shake his hand, say, thanks, mate, for what you did for us. And they appreciate that, you know, because a lot of people, I don't know, they just shy away from them because, I don't know, maybe they think um, they don't want to be disturbed or something like that, but... Most of them are, are normal human beings, and they just like to be back in the fold. You know? That's the and that's the whole problem. It seems to me uh, with with society in general that that it's 
the more we are in contact with phones and stuff, the the, the less we contact one another. Um, That's right. Yeah. And and the men's shed thing is all about that. Really, is trying to you know get people That's and it. get blokes yeah. involved because blokes are a bit yeah they're a bit like that's a bit like they won't go to the doctors and <laughs> yeah. you know and all that sort of stuff. So that's um, true. Um, but that's a that's a staggering figure, isn't it? Yeah. Unbel- so. Unbelievable. So. So um, and you've got a song, haven't you? That's and, right. Uh, and yes. Tell us about it. it's called "Welcomes Home, Home yes. Australia." And um, well, t- I just um, was thinking about this, and um, you know, as members in the group, we talked about it, and and I just said, oh, maybe if we had a song, you know, yeah. to to put out there, to um, you know, make the public aware of it. Um, so I wrote down some lyrics, and uh, a good mate of mine, Bob McIntosh, he is a singer songwriter. Mm. He's won awards at the Tamworth Country Music Festival for mm. songwriting. Mm. And uh, so he helped me and um, with his collaboration and um, another fellow called Stuart Peters, who's got uh, Sounds uh, Shed Productions, he did the vocals mm. and put it together for me and produced it. And then another, another bloke I know who happened to meet, um, he works for EVT, and his name was Adrian Marusi, and he did the slide part of it uh-huh. because I'm not very up on slide all guitar. The, yeah. all right, no, no, not the guitar. Sli- the, sli- the slideshow on the, oh, slideshow, yeah, on, yeah. The, on to get it on YouTube. All oh, right, you know, because I was a Gotta bit naive for all you know how you go about these well, things. Well, let's have a listen to it. It's called "Welcome Us Home, Australia." Thirteen hundred seven hundred triple two. That's our number. Good morning. Sometimes we get down and don't want to be alone Won't you hold out your hand and welcome us home Welcome us home We're all back from tours of duty Some of us still feel the strain We're no longer in the forces we need time to readjust again in Civvy Street Where strangers, lonely casualties of war With thoughts of battles and of mates not with us anymore Sometimes we get down and don't want to be alone Won't you hold out your hand and welcome us home? Oh, John's in Winton. Good morning, Johnny Elliott. How are you, Macca? John, I'm very good, mate. What's what's happening in Winton, mate? Mate, I, I feel dreadful telling those poor people in Australia that it hasn't rained up here in Winton. Well, north of Longreach, right up to the Gulf, it's as green as it looks like Ireland out here at the moment. Uh-huh, yeah, well, so much rain, so much rain. And it's a, it's an amazing country. Uh, there's a, one of the new charities is called uh, Buy a Cow. Yep. And last weekend they... Uh, delivered a semi-trailer, a couple of semi-trailer loads of uh, young cattle up to a, a property near Wint. It was the first one they delivered uh, to the Nichols family out at Bendemere, and it was amazing to... I was there when they unloaded the cattle. Uh, mate, it's incredible. I, Jeff told me that there are 100, 100 head had come up to their front, the, the, the fence of their uh, homestead, and just died. It was They were too wet, too cold, uh, and they buried them just out the front of their house. And uh, it's tough times up there, but it was amazing to be there when they, they delivered those. Uh, I think there are about 50 head of cattle to help them get back on their feet. That's great stuff, isn't it? I, I mentioned that uh, last couple of weeks, the uh, buy a cow thing. Um, and, and that's still, people can still do that, can't they? Yeah, they can register, go online to buy a cow and they can register. But 
Uh, it's going to take a long time to get it back. One of the I work for the council up in Winton, and one of the things we we have a big music event every year. It's on the Anzac Day weekend this year, mm. and uh, our council decided the other day. Uh, I think there are about seven shires that were really badly affected by the flooding, so they're making a number of tickets available to anyone that volunteered in those shires. They can come and join us for the music and sing along with Chad Morgan and John Williamson and uh, old stack of people at Anzac again. Somebody told me that Chad's playing this afternoon somewhere. How old is Chad Morgan, mate? I think he's 86, and uh, he told me the other day he has been touring since 1954. <laughs> it's... Mate, He's going like a house on fire. Yeah, it's like a German band, mate, as they say. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, it, somebody just rang uh, um, early this morning when I just got in and said, oh, and I've forgotten where he's playing, but he's playing this. Well, he's playing everywhere. He's obviously just on the road, permanently on the road, like Bob Dylan was. Or, I think, I don't know if he still is, but Bob Dylan was always playing about 200 dates a year, even when he's, you know, in his 70s. Uh, Bob Dylan's still getting it done. And Chad is still a very flash dresser. He, you never know what he's going to turn up, and he's always got a brand new suit. Looks exactly the same as the last one, but it'll be a bright red or a blue or a green. He's good luck. Well, you've got to take. I suppose he's got to take the emphasis away from the teeth. So if he's got, you know, <laughs> if he's got red and purple on and stuff, people don't sort of bother about the teeth because they can they they can be confronting. John, those teeth. Mac, the best thing that people can do. A lot of people want, like people in the cities, care about people in the bush. The best thing they can all do is to uh, get you know, out there. They, get out there. Come out and say good day. We'd love them all to come up to Lincoln for our way out west fest on the Anzac Day weekend. Anzac Day weekend, eh? All right. Okay. Mate, I think to get up this winter sometime. Well, I'd love to. I'm going to get on the road. Um, I'm going to try and get my little van. I'm going to get my own van, and I'm just going to go and hit the road and do, um, do see if I can do a program in Longreach, couldn't I? And just. Uh, Head to um head to all places west and north and that's what I want to do. Had a lovely time out west in New South Wales the other other week. So um I'll be up there, Johnny. Mate, I shouldn't say this on air, but I was chatting. I think it was the manager from ABC once. He said they'd been trying to get you to come up for years. And uh, where was this? Day, uh, I'm not saying any names. All right. One one day he just lobbed in the in the. Uh, reception area and said mate i'm here i've come up to do my show so we'd love you to do that in our area all right well we'll be there johnny and um you can come and take photos i'd love to (laughs) yeah you too mate see ya bye the first time i went to a school of distance education was the catherine school of the air in about 1988 i think i'm not sure that's where i first met ida buttrose because she was there anyway come and meet wendy hay Wendy, how long have you been doing this? I've been working in the distance head since 1991, all based in Walgett, but we've been a school with Burke since about 2006. And how many children involved? This year we have about 40 children at the moment. The largest we've had is up around 90, so we're pretty small compared to what we have been. And is that hard to manage? No, I've got a great staff and we have a really good relationship with our families. So it, it all works pretty well, has its ups and downs sometimes, but we, we work our way through it. And you always have home visits and things like that and they sometimes come in, don't they? Yeah, we have fortnightly integration days where what we call our local kids, those within about an hour or an hour and a half, 
travel into our school. We just run like a normal small school school day. Lots of group work and games and things like that with the kids. And all children get a home visit at least twice a year. And we run school camps, mini schools, where they come in for a whole week every term. How did you get involved with School of the Year or Distance Ed? Um, I'm from originally from Deniliquin, down the other end of the state, and my first teaching position was at Walgett, at the Walgett Public School, and uh, a friend of mine who was, was teaching in the distance ed, I decided I was going to stay here for a little while, and we swapped classes, so that's how I ended up in distance ed, and one thing led to the next, the person that was running it left, and I was the uh, most experienced with six weeks under my belt, so I picked up distance ed. So when you were teaching, that was your first job you were sent to Walgett. Is that where you were sent there? You had to go there? or? Well, that was, yeah, that was my posting. So yeah. I, I elected to accept it, came to Walgett. That's a life-changing experience, isn't it? I'm not, does that still happen in teaching where you, you're sent somewhere or can you choose where you go? Oh, if you tick that box, I think they'll send you anywhere. Some people um, decline and others, <laughs> and others accept the challenge, so off they go. Yeah, so it still does happen. I don't think you should be allowed to decline, I think, because <laughs> talking to the number of people that I have who did that as their first teaching job, it was not only a life-changing experience but a wonderful experience, something that they always remember. Yeah, it is. It's great. I was teaching casually for four years. So I was ready to get the, I guess, the weekly or fortnightly pay packet. But yeah, I came up here and I loved it. It was great fun and then never left, like many other people, I suppose, around the place. And like every other job, hasn't this changed? I mean, I used to go to the school of the air somewhere and they'd call everyone in. It was bedlam. And now we've got a screen and everybody can be up in different squares. You can see everybody. It's, it's, it's brilliant for the kids to be able to see each other mm. and realise they're not the only ones sitting out in their properties that really creates a nice community of a school. They can see us now. Once upon a time, we were just a voice on a tape recorder when we'd send back little tapes and talk to the kids about their work and what we've been doing. And then we went to radio, which was bedlam. I like radio because you don't have to shave and you wear your jammies and stuff. Yeah, this isn't so good now. You, you sort of can't, can't kick back and, and yeah, have everything disorganised and all that sort of stuff. And the kids feel the same. They'd rock up in their jammies and that. Now they, now they feel a little bit less inclined to be so relaxed when we can see them. But it has changed a lot. Google Classroom and just the access these kids have got now to technology is amazing. They've got 24-hour internet and uh, email so they can research. It, it's fantastic, yeah. Wendy, nice to talk to you. Thanks, Macca. Thanks for visiting Burke Walgett School of Distance Air. Kev's in Port Hedel. Morning, Kev. G'day, Macca. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Hey, it... they should make a life in it, Ad. Uh, and that's pretty inspiring. Sorry? They should make a life in it, Ad, around Anne, the person who was jogging. Oh, did you hear her? I did. That was, yeah, quite inspiring. How Seven... good was that, mate? So... Did you say 73? Yeah, she's 73, yeah, and she's going to the London Marathon and she's done six marathons um, since she started uh, training. Uh, and I don't know why, she just started. She started running because she was getting a bit tubby, she said, and there you go. Now she's just, you heard her. I mean, it's just just inspirational stuff. Yeah, it is, yeah. Now, I've, got a, I've got a couple of hours surfing yesterday, Macker, in Port Edlin. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're waiting for Veronica, aren't you? Veronica's, yeah. She's been making itself felt for the last oh, 12 hours, really. Uh-huh. We've had 150 mil of rain and uh, 50 knots at the minute, and I think that could double in the next six to eight hours. So you had a bit, of, and a bit of a bit of wind makes a bit of surf. Yeah, on the high tide yesterday, about 12:30, the 
the tide brings the swell in and there was probably 20 people surfing and probably 50 people watching till the police came and said it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, what do you do in Headland, Kev? Uh, on a tugboat, Macca. All right. Yeah. So we tied all them up on Friday and, um, yeah, just been lazing around ever since waiting for Veronica. Well, yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting. It might uh, it said it might be down near Roeburn, or but might cross near near Headland. Do they know any uh, more than that? No, I've been watching the. They put a track out every hour, and um, yeah, probably around Wim Creek, which is maybe hundred k's from Roeburn, so it's sort of halfway between Carrara and Port Headland. But it's very slow moving and pretty hard to predict. I think. Yeah, the weather, so, well, the weather is unpredictable and it has no memory. No, <laughs> very worried about the storm surge. So it'll be seven metres at one o'clock today. And uh, there was a bit of damage yesterday with hardly any wind. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how much damage there is. So whether, how do you... Whether our, our tugboats end up in the street or not. Yeah, well, that's going to say. What do you? How do you? How do you secure your tugs and stuff? Is there uh, any big boats in town? No, all the ships sailed. Uh, the port's empty, and all the ships at Anchorage go to sea. And um, all the tugs. There's two tug pens, one on either side of the harbour, and yeah, we just tie them up with as many big ropes to as many big steel poles as we can. And and when you've got a big ship at sea and a cyclone hits, they can survive that, can they? Yeah, well, they will navigate around it. Um, they'll choose their path. Some left full and some left empty, but um, they would go to sea and probably go west, maybe go to sea 200, 300 nautical mile and go west of the cyclone. So, yeah, get away from yeah, it. Cause you wouldn't to get away from it. You wouldn't want to be in the middle of a cyclone in a big boat, I wouldn't have thought. No, you wouldn't want to go through the middle of this one in any size ship, I don't think. No, exactly. I think it's two two hundred and thirty kilometres an hour at the middle at the moment. Gee, yeah. All right, yeah. Kev. Well, um, yeah, that's that's uh, that would be a, a lovely shot of all those people surfing on the on the incoming tide in the, in Headland. That'd be great. I'd love to see. Yeah, that. <laughs> I'm sure there will be some on the internet already, no doubt. In this day and age. <laughs> all right, Kev. Well, good luck, mate. Um, and uh, batten down the hatches, as they say. No worries, Macca. Good on you, mate. Enjoy your show. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Bye. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.